Welcome back to Martins and More. My name is Maury Rutsch. And I'm Spoon Phillips. And this episode's brought to you by the Blue Ridge BR-143. Blue Ridge triple-O style guitars are fast becoming the most popular guitar in their class. From folk to finger style, the Blue Ridge BR-143 is an example of a guitar that really does it all. Solid mahogany and spruce combined with a smaller body make for a truly enjoyable and versatile guitar to play. For a limited time, save up to 20% at marismusic.com. Spoon, how you doing today? I'm doing very well, thank you very much. Um, as for that BR-143, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of this model. Like you said, solid mahogany. Uh, got a nice, uh, solid spruce top. From my experience, these come with um, very good-looking wood. So you have uh, back and sides that often have really interesting pattern. Um, you know, like um, ribbon pattern, as they call it, in, uh, in, in wood from the mahogany family. Um, and you get a, uh, a, a very good quality uh, Sitka spruce top that usually has very nice, you know, uh, close grain that people like to see in, in Sitka. Um, and uh, just for those who uh, have to have a cutaway, you can actually get a version of this model that comes with a cutaway and uh, onboard electronics. So, so uh, be sure to check those out. Well, Spoon, you know me, I'm all about the segues. You're talking about great mahogany. Why don't we take today to talk about the 15 series all mahogany Martins versus the all Sapele Martin Road Series guitars? I'm sorry, I don't think I really want to do that. What I'd really prefer to do today is talk about the Road Series all Sapele models in comparison to the 15 series all uh, <laughs> mahogany models. <laughs> All right, just like every other episode, you get your way. <laughs> every other episode. Um, um, so, yes, yeah, I'd love to. That's actually a really good idea. Um, so I hope I'm kind of honed up on my, on my memory of these models. But, yeah, let's do that. I think that's a very, uh, I think it's a good idea for a variety of reasons. Um, the models are similar, but they have differences. And, but they but in both cases, they're different from other Martins that are offered out there for sale. So I think that's really interesting how we can, as they famously say on old television programs, compare and contrast the uh, All Mahogany 15 series with the All Sapele Road series. And of course, Sapele being a member of the Mahogany family, so essentially they're still All Mahogany. That's exactly right. And there are some key differences that we can talk about either in a group setting or we can pick them apart one at a time. I think the big thing that strikes me as being different besides the price point, and we'll get there, is the fact that the 15 series, at least at the taping of this episode, almost every single 15 series Martin guitar is made in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. And the road series of Martin guitar are made in their Mexico facility in Navajoa. Let's just get right, cut right to the chase. Here's today's trivia question. What is the 115 series Martin guitar that is not made in Nazareth, PA? The answer coming up. Ooh. So what do you think, Spoon? Is it important enough to just say, if you want an American-made instrument, go right to the 15 series, or is there more to it than that? Well, in terms of comparing the 15s versus the, uh, the models that are closest to the 15s in Navajoa, 
Um, perhaps. I think that's a big selling point. Somebody wants a guitar that's made in Nazareth, Pennsylvania at the Martin factory. Uh, the 15 series offers the most affordable Martins that are made there. They're all solid wood. Uh, they're uh, constructed in the, along the same lines as the other Martin guitars uh, made in Nazareth um, by virtue of their uh, price point and the way they were designed. They do have differences from others. They're more simplified guitar in terms of appointments. Uh, they're, they're definitely designed for wood lovers because they're almost entirely made of wood. They don't have any plastic binding and stuff like that. And, uh, and I love that Brazil nut dark brown uh, stain that they use on them. You know, I think they're handsome guitars. I think they have a handsome sound. And um, so it's definitely the entry point for Martin guitars made in Nazareth, Pennsylvania, but a very uh, worthy one. So if that's your main reason to buy a 15 over uh, one of the Sapelli Road Series guitars, it's a perfectly legitimate reason. Yeah, and, and that's it really does come into play. I mean, you're looking at the website right now as we're recording this episode. The price for a Martin Triple O 15M is $16.99 before discount, and the Triple O 10E is only $8.99. And you might remember it wasn't very long ago that Martin stopped offering a hard shell case with the 15 series. So now when you look at the fact that a Triple O 15M is also going to come with a gig bag, you really have to ask yourself, is it worth it going for American made? And to throw a little bit of a wrench in together with those things, the Triple O 15M doesn't include the pickup system that the Triple O 10E does. And I find it a little bit fascinating that they're this far apart in pricing uh, that we're going to do some play tests later and the guitars I actually have with me in the studio are 15M Streetmasters. And that's a tangent that we'll address very quickly. And they're, they're not going to sound any different to me. But if you're looking at spending 900 bucks and you want to make a jump up, you're not jumping up to 1100 or 1200 You're almost doubling the price. I really find it very impressive if you look at it from the glass half full, what they're able to do in the Navajo facility to, for lack of a better word, is, is the Triple O 10E the poor man's triple o 15m i don't like to use that word poor but it doesn't feel like there's enough difference in the materials that would equate to such a price difference but let me ask it this way when you're comparing sapeli to mahogany if everything else was equal between two of these instruments do you see a big difference there well i think that's a very good question again and um but really do that you'd have to compare the two models really spec by spec, which I'm happy to do. But, uh, but one thing that's interesting about the D10E is that it comes with a spruce top or a Sapelli top, and that's not the case in the, in the 15 series. They, uh, they do not uh, come with an option of a spruce top. The closest you're going to get to that is the new Triple O 16 Streetmaster that has a spruce top, but otherwise similar construction to the 15 series. So, so where does the price difference come from? Well, one of it is in Navajo, uh, Mexico. Uh, the, the amount of money that it costs to make guitars is cheaper, and that's due to uh, wages. Um, they pay the, wage, the, the employees down there very well for uh for the country they live in and for the communities they live in and that sort of thing um, but it's still um they still have less overhead uh compared to the wages that are required of uh, the united states so that's part of it um 
one of the things is they do call this a Sapelli guitar, so we definitely know we're getting Sapelli sense. I call it Sapelli. That's what I grew up calling it. I know Sapele is probably how it's said in the, some of the countries where the wood comes from. But um, so, but forgive me for keep saying Sapelli uh, habitually. But um, it has that beautiful banding to it. A ma all mahogany uh, family can have banding, but Sapelli always has it. So you get these light streaks and darker bands that can look very, you know, very nice. And and particularly if you get figured Sapelli, but um, but you typically Martin really likes that look, and so they really like to buy the Sapelli that has that great banding to it. Um, and you'll also see that on some 15 series. There's always an option. Uh, there's always a chance based on the on the wood that's coming through the factory, if uh, if Martin is using in Nazareth, uh, mahogany can mean sepali, can mean sipo, which is another African mahogany, or it can mean uh, South American mahogany, which they call genuine mahogany. And when they're making their uh, their instruments, their backs and sides and stuff, you could conceivably have a back made of one species and sides made from the other. One of the things, as I understand it, that you're definitely going to get either a genuine mahogany top or a sipo top these days, I think, in the 15 series. And uh, they're not all exactly the same, but they all sound like mahogany compared to other woods, where we definitely are getting Sapele uh, in the road series. So that's two reasons right there that, that may account for some of the price difference. Um, can you think of any others off the top of your head? No, I can't really say that I disagree with anything you said, and nothing's coming to mind except trying to think now out loud. The, I know the neck joint used to be mortise and tenon on the Mexican models. I believe it still is. And then there's a simple dovetail on the 15 series in Nazareth. I'm sure, you know, by common sense, there's gotta be a price difference there. Otherwise they wouldn't, they wouldn't offer you both. If you aren't saving money or saving manpower hours or, or some kind of cost savings going from the simple dovetail down to the M&T, there's another little bit of cost savings as well. If M&T is cheaper to make or less expensive to, to have, there, there's a little bit of a cost savings there. Yeah, that's true. They, the Morrison tenon neck joint, and, and just to be clear, the dovetail neck joint used on the traditional Martins and the simple dovetail neck joint used on the 16, 17s, 15s, and so on, um, those are still a mortise and a tenon. So mortise and tenon was just the just the nomenclature that was used when Martin first came out with their M&T neck joint that uh, is based on the... Uh, the principle that was invented, or at least credited to Michael Gurian, of, of inventing in the in the late 60s, early 1970s, of a of a kind of a neck joint that's used all over the the industry, and um, so I agree. There's probably a difference in, in terms of the bottom line price of using an M&T uh, neck joint. I think that's one of the reasons they still use it uh, once they invented the uh, the simple dovetail, uh, thanks to modern robotics that can actually cut it precisely enough to to use the simple dovetail neck joint. And so I think that's a difference. And I honestly, I've always said it definitely makes a difference in tone, but different isn't always bad or worse. So when you say going down to the M&T neck joint, I would not necessarily say it's an inferior neck joint so much as it, uh, it is different and it results in... Um, you know, a different tonality 
And I'm thoroughly convinced from that, having played a zillion Martins since the 1980s uh, that were made with the M&T neck joint. Um, so I think that's one there. Uh, other things that are different that aren't cost difference is it uses a cherry finish on uh, the uh, Sapelli models in in Mexico. That uh, really brings out the the banding and the and the Sapelli. Um, they uh, I guess the other big difference that I can think of is the 15s have a wooden f uh, fingerboard and bridge, and the 10s with the Sapelli tops have rich light which is a environmentally friendly material um, and is uh, one of the reasons that people like it and one of the reasons that Mr. Martin has always liked it is it is so environmentally friendly that the Forest uh, Stewardship Council actually certifies rich light to uh, to make you know make sure that the particular brand of uh, rich light is uh, created with materials that are uh, related to uh, sustainable and and uh, uh, and forestry that is um, both humane to the people living in the forests as well as uh, as well as the um, environmentally sound and you know as far as trying to preserve the natural environments and all that. So that's something that's different um, between the two, and the bracing is slightly different. So I don't know if you want to talk about that right now or if there's other things you want to mention before we get into what's inside the guitar. Well, we already talked about the neck joint, so we can talk about the bracing if you'd like to do that. I would like to, yes, because I have a couple of things on my list, but they definitely come after bracing. Brace yourselves. We're going to talk about it. What's the difference? <laughs> okay, so the 15 series uh, bracing was invented because of the hardwood top, the solid mahogany top. And uh, hardwood tops don't vibrate as easily or in the same way that softwood like spruce does. And so they made a lighter bracing pattern because uh, anybody who's played uh, a 17 uh, from a style 17 guitar from the 1930s, which was basically the equivalent of today's 15 series, mahogany, backsides, and tom, uh, knows how wonderful they sound. Or a... Uh, or in style 20 or style 25 with the uh, all koa wood and a koa solid koa top, how wonderful they sound from the 1920s and 1930s. But they take forever to break in, and so Martin invented a lighter bracing pattern, and so it has a 5/16 inch at its thickest X brace that is not scalloped, but it's tapered so that they get quite thin by you get at, by the time you get out to the edges of the X brace. And then on either side of that is a flat, what I always called uh, a flat tongue depressor brace, though they're not round, they're, they're rectangular. And then, uh. <laughs> say, uh, and then it has a single tone bar that attaches to the treble strut of the X brace as it heads down over the bottom bout. It attaches right at the bridge plate. And the bridge plate itself isn't perpendicular uh, to the to the neck. It's actually slanted, so the base side of the bridge plate is a little farther into the lower bout than the treble side. And that single tone bar goes from the treble side strut right next to that brace, and basically is parallel. I'm sorry, right next to that bridge plate, and it's parallel to the bridge plate. And it's not a normal tone bar. It has, if you think of tone bars as the edges of them are sort of 
in a way scalloped up to the higher part of the brace. It does that on that side, but then it has a very long, slow curve as it gets thinner and thinner as it heads down over toward the base side, and it doesn't go all the way to the base brace. So that if people, you can look up pictures of it. You can go to my website, one man's guitar at onemans.com slash guitar, and right there at the top of the front page is the link to my Martin bracing pattern article and you can see illustrations from Martin that they gave me that show the different bracing patterns and see what I'm talking about. Um, so that's the that is the uh, 15 series and then up above the X brace is the same kind of bracing pattern that you get on the road series so that the top of the braces in the treble bout and the X brace are identical. What you get in the road series that you don't get in the 15 series is you get two tone bars that come off the treble brace, but they're farther along the treble bout, away from the bridge plate. You have a, a bridge plate that is perpendicular to the to the neck, and there and both of those uh, tone bars are larger and they're scalloped, and so um, so that it is different. And Martin chose to use the same bracing on the Sapelli tops as they do the uh, spruce tops. And that tells me that one of the reasons they're using Sapelli is because it is less dense than Sipo or Genuine Mahogany. And so it probably is more responsive as a top wood, and so they don't feel the need to, to use the, the very light 15 series bracing. That's interesting. I was actually thinking about that as you were saying it. I wonder if any dealers or customers have ever ordered a custom shop instrument and paired up the true mahogany top on a 15 series with lighter bracing. And there's a good reason Martin went with what they chose. I'm sure their R&D told them they're using the bracing they should, but it makes me wonder if anybody got the hot rod idea. Well, I think, well, I think the 15s are hot rodded. That's what, that's what they are. Um, there's definitely been um, there's definitely been people who have ended up with custom Martins that have a spruce top and the exact same bracing that was put on a, on the mahogany top. And I, I would suspect it probably wasn't all that successful. Not that it guitar sounded bad, but I think it would have sounded better with traditional bracing. Um, what I also would say is that these are both of these instruments are very lightly finished, and that will help make the top uh, be more responsive as, to, as well. And so you're getting, you know, the satin finish that doesn't have as many layers as the as the gloss finish gets, and um, and it's not buffed into that uh, glassiness that you know literally melts the finish and and lets the molecules reform in a much tighter lattice. So so you're getting very responsive guitars. That's one of the reasons I love the 15s and the 17s and the Road Series. You can actually feel the guitar vibrating you know when you're playing it and they could just they just feel so alive and it's also possible that the that the sapelli tops uh, on the road series i don't know if they're the exact same thickness as they put on the 15 series or not but um but they're de that's definitely a difference and so it's impossible for us to say as we go through this and if you played them side by side and uh, and like which you, you i you know i expect intend to do in one of your, if you haven't done already, on one of your uh, inventory shows that 
the difference in tone cannot be just attributed to the bracing. It can't just be attributed to the, to the speech of the spruce on the top. It can't be attributed to just to the fact that it's got a non-wood bridge compared to a wooden bridge. It's going to be a combination of all those things. And, um, but it still comes, we still can't escape the fact that a Sapelli-topped road series instrument is virtually half the price of a 15 series. Oh, yeah. And to your point, we certainly are going to make the effort and compare these guitars. We're recording this program a couple of weeks early, like we often do. And if you guys can go back and find episode 173 of Guitar Store Virtual Tour on our YouTube channel, you will see the D15M Streetmaster versus the D10E, as well as the 00015M Streetmaster compared to the 00010E. So go find that if you can. And while we're on that subject, why don't we take a brief pause and listen to a sound sample? This is the Triple O Ten E. This is the 15. Spoon, I know it's not the same as having them in the room, but what did you think briefly of that quick comparison? So, what did I think of the comparison? I thought it was a very good comparison because it, you know, I think it demonstrates well the difference between these two instruments. And, and our uh, listeners can remember, if you will, that we're talking about triple O's here. So, we're talking about a short scale guitar with the auditorium's body size. So, it's going to be less voluminous and both in terms of you know, decibel volume compared to the dreadnought versions of, of these Martin styles, and in terms of the sheer uh, space that's in the guitar, the volume, cubic volume inside the guitar. So you're going to get much more body resonance and much more bass response out of the D size than you're going to get out of the triple O size. Comparing triple O's to triple O's, uh, what I hear and I'm curious to hear uh, f from our listeners in the comment section of the YouTube version of this, or if they want to write into uh, Maury's music, um, your opinions. But my opinion is, from the 15, I get the 15 sound, which has more body resonance. It, it's almost like it has more inner space, that kind of volume to it and a little more bass response. I can hear the e bottom E and the A string uh, report with a better signature. And I, and I fit, think it's a little warmer and a little thicker. And uh, when, you, uh, when you play it harder, uh, it's going to be a little throatier. Now, conversely, on the, on the Sapelli side, on the 
on the triple O ten side, I hear uh, what I expect from an M and T neck joint uh, Martin guitar. I hear a very pretty chiminess in the trebles that to me is kind of the star of the show. There's a greater vibrancy to it. The uh, undertone, body resonance, whatever you call it, is set more behind. There's kind of a separation between the, and you didn't do a lot of like pickiness, but from what I hear when you do pickiness uh, with these guitars is those individual notes stand up and out and the room more while the body resonance and undertone uh, that starts welling up uh, from the sustaining notes and the and the harmonics and sympathetics is more in the background and more of a background radiation and isn't as thick and throaty and i can see why people like uh like that um there's a musicality to it and i'll be frank about this i think the sapelli top uh and or mahogany top instruments made with the m and uh, uh, neck, I've always preferred them to the, uh, to the spruce models. I think the spruce models are even brighter and even more vibrant and, and, uh, and I like the, there's a mellowness to the Sapelli uh, topped road series instruments that I, I find very attractive, even if, uh, even if it's brighter, less, has less warmth and less uh, bass response than uh, the 15 series instruments. My name's Mari Roots, and I approve of 99% of that message, but I do think I caught you on one little error. The triple O 15M Streetmaster is long scale. Oh, of course, you're right. I'm so sorry. You're totally right. You're totally right. The 15s are, are long scale. Um, so For now. shame on me. But yeah, you're absolutely right. So, so I'm sorry about that. And I'm glad you brought that up because long scale, short scale, that could actually account for the fact that in the same room, the 15 may in fact have more volume and greater projection because of the long scale. And that might have also contributed to what I heard listening to this comparison in terms of it sounding more voluminous. Um, so very good point. And I know what you guys are thinking. How could Spoon get that wrong? Well, I'm going to go on record, or I should say I'll go off record to say he probably has some knowledge that he's not allowed to share with us yet and is in his memory bank in his brain. He's allowed to tell us that in the year 2025. Anyway, I'm, I'm sure there's something going on that we're not allowed to hear today. Well, if I had anything to say, it would be... I know nothing. Nothing. Now, that brings up another good comparison, at least in my mind. When I'm playing these guitars for the virtual tour program, and I pick up a Triple O 15M Streetmaster, and I put it down, and I go to reach for the Triple O 10E, I'll tell you what, I don't know how long it's been since you played these back-to-back, the 10s are a lot heavier. Well, I haven't played them back to back in a long, long time. And uh, that's interesting that you would say that. You feel it is noticeable that the overall body weight of the 10 exceeds that of the 15 series of the same model. It's actually shocking the difference. I, I should weigh these and put them in the show notes, but it's, it's extremely apparent to me when I pick up a 10, it feels like I'm holding two of them. Well, I'm not that surprised because of uh, uh, a number of things. The tuning machines are different. That's hardware. That weighs more. The uh, fingerboard and bridge are uh, wood vases, a non-wood material, rich light, which is as dense as ebony, but probably denser and may weigh more than ebony. And it's got a pickup system in it, 
with, you know, that's hardware. So, and I'm assuming the nut and saddle are probably a different material too. So uh, that all of that hardware stuff could account for, for any difference in weight that you're feeling. Interesting. And I do have one more question about the build of a 00015M Streetmaster versus the build of a 00010E. Before I ask you one more question about that, can I ask you 20? I could hardly wait. <laughs> 20 questions. Well, this is the game where the, and this week, the uh, wise guy being me, will be thinking up a very particular Martin guitar that is still available for sale um, out there among dealers like Mari's Music. And that the smart guy, being Mari, has 20 questions to try to guess what guitar I am thinking of right now. I'm conjuring up the guitar. And he can ask up to three guesses of what that model might be. But those are going to be part of the 20 questions. So 20 questions on the clock now. Is this guitar made in Nazareth? Yes. Is this guitar a dreadnought? Yes. Is this guitar built with mahogany back and sides? No. Is this guitar built with rosewood back and sides? Yes, that's five questions. It is a dreadnought that's made in Nazareth. It's not made of mahogany. That is made of rosewood. Oh, was that four questions? What was the fifth question? <laughs> I think it was four, but I, I was getting robbed a little bit there. I think okay, that's four. four questions. <laughs> you, you can't see it on an audio podcast. I had four fingers up the whole time. Okay. Does this dreadnought have the traditional dreadnought depth? Yes, that's six. No, that's five. Five questions. <laughs> wow. Does this guitar have pearl anywhere on the top? Yes, that's 6.5 questions. <laughs> Does this guitar have the name D42? That's a model guess, yes. <laughs> You're trying to sneak in a non-model guess. <laughs> um, that's no, and that qualifies as seven questions and one model guess. <laughs> All right. Is this guitar a D41? No, that's eight questions and two model guesses. Oh dear, I have a lot of guesses left, but not a lot of guesses. <laughs> Does this guitar have snowflakes on the fretboard? Yes, that's nine questions. I don't remember which ones don't. Is this guitar D? Oh, that I didn't. <laughs> Batter checked his swing. He didn't. Uh, First bass amp. Ah, he didn't go. You've already told me it's not a D41, and you've already told me it's not a D42. Are we correct? That is correct. Is this guitar a special edition? No. That's ten questions. Is this guitar in the standard series? No, that's 11 questions. Is 
Avatar Special Edition? No, that's 12 questions. Am I going to be upset? Possibly 13 questions. <laughs> As if I have so many questions to burn. No, that's not really a question. So well, you're still at 12. Is this guitar a six string guitar? Yes, that's 13 questions. Wow, I'm drawing a blank. You're welcome. America, you're welcome. Oh man, it's not that I'm not paying attention, but I don't know what to ask. Without having to guess a model, you mean. <laughs> Does it have a bound fretboard? Yes, that's 14. But you only have one model guess left. Have you and I played this guitar at Martin? I have. I don't know if you've ever played it. Is this the D Hobson Barley? No, that's five and that's three gets 15 and three guesses. You are going to be upset because it's not a limited edition and it's not a special edition. It's in a normal catalog series. Let's just see if you can figure it out. <laughs> All right. Is it is it in the 16th series? No. That's is it in 16. the 17th series? No. That's 17 questions. What series is it in? <laughs> well, there's two series that you haven't mentioned yet that I'm really surprised you haven't mentioned. <laughs> in Nazareth. Oh, is it an authentic? Yes. <sighs> is it the D45 authentic? No, that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> it's the D45S authentic 1936 with the extra wide body. That also comes in the D45S authentic 1936 aged, which the, uh, you know, and I've got to say, there's only $2,000 difference between the uh, 49999 D45S Authentic 1936 and the 51999 D45S Authentic 1936 aged. But I guess $50,000 <laughs> guitars isn't normally in your mind on a daily basis. But. Wow, you'd be a fool not to buy the age, wouldn't you? So this is where we need the uh, sound of the big league ump saying, You're out of here! <laughs> <laughs> I'll find it. Yeah, out of here! What? That sucks. <laughs> I interrupted a good conversation about 15s versus road series for that. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm here every week. <laughs> Try the 8020s. All right, back to the program. Sorry for that whole thing. Uh, we were talking about some really good stuff the 00010 versus the 00015M. There is one more key reason why somebody would opt to go one way and not the other. Can you guess what I'm thinking? No, I don't know what reasons you're thinking. What reasons are you thinking? If you want a 1 and 11 16th inch nut width, you have to go with the 00015M. Very good. Yes, yes, yes. Very good. I was actually thinking of how you were going to suggest the, uh, the 10. But I can see that that's absolutely true, that the 15s uh, still retain the 1 and 11 16th inch 
nut width and the two and an eighth string spacing um, to go along with the two and an eighth uh, uh, width of the twelfth fret, and uh, except for the triple O fifteen SM, which eventually is going to be renamed the triple O S fifteen M since they're moving the S on on twelfth fret models, but. Um, so that's true. That's true. I will say, uh, you know, you had mentioned the fact that 15s don't come with a hard shell case anymore. I li really li I like Martin soft shell cases. Now they make two different ones. They make the gig bag and they make a soft case that's a little fancier, uh, and I think it's very attractive and and uh, you know it's a little more structure to it. It's more like a padded case, and um, so that you know I'm pretty sure the 15s will come in that and not the actual a padless gig bag that you know some of the uh, smaller martin models come in uh ukuleles and such but again you know on the on the side of the uh, sapelli model onboard electronics and uh plug and play uh, with volume and tone control and um and i think you will you know for people who if your budget's under a thousand dollars it's really hard to find better guitars out there um, i'm really excited about the uh the uh, SC10E2, as they were calling it up until the NAMM show came out. I don't know if they're actually calling it a 2 uh, once it was released, but the Sapelli-topped S model. Uh, I think it looks really cool, and I'm really looking forward to uh, playing one in person and seeing what it sounds like plugged in and unplugged. But um, So, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of the of the Road Series Sapelli-top models. I think uh, I think you get a lot of guitar for the money. But I'm also a huge fan of the 15 series too. So, since money is no object to you, it's, it probably hurts you to say, you know, which guitars have which value because you can just buy them all. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you clearly haven't spoken to my uh, the moths in my wallet <laughs> lately. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of your wallet, I did laugh a little bit last week with our conversation. John Hall mentioned that you loaned me 50 bucks back in 2002, and and we we caught that lie before it got. <laughs> Before it got any traction, you owe me uh, one more episode or one more installment, I should say, from 10 reasons to own a Blue Ridge guitar. So, reason number five for owning a Blue Ridge guitar, that would be the drum roll. Couldn't find my sticks. <laughs> the Blue Ridge warranty. So, Blue Ridge guitars come with a very uh, good warranty. Uh, customers always uh, know that their Blue Ridge guitars are well made, and certainly you can reach out to anybody you know who owns one who can vouch for that. They have decades of experience of Luthery behind uh, the work that they uh, do or in the work that they do. They have a really good uh, quality of construction. They have really good wood. And they come with a limited lifetime warranty that is uh, extremely fair. They're made by Saga, who own other musical instrument companies, you know, other brands. Um, but they are uh, famous for their customer service. And, of course, their, their service is primarily their dealer. But um, I think Mari could probably talk more about that. But from your experience, would you say that uh, they give you good customer service? Oh, absolutely. Not just that, but the rare time that somebody does have to contact us and ask for help getting in touch with Saga to get some, you know, a BR-160 looked at. Every once in a great while, the, I've, the fact that customers have to reach out to me is the extremely rare time that when they reached out to Saga, they didn't get a quick answer. 
And a lot of that, I'm sure, is just innocent. You know, I missed your email. You missed my reply. As soon as I get involved and I reply back to our customer and I carbon copy the folks at Saga that are uh, our in-house reps, everything gets taken care of very, very quickly. It is a, it's a very easy thing to say that when anything goes wrong from the guitars we have in inventory, and by that I mean when we're bringing them into inventory, if they're not up to snuff, they're very, very fair with us. They take everything back. That very, very rarely happens as well. But the times we've needed to work with Blue Ridge for ourselves or on behalf of a customer, A, it almost never happens, and B, when it does, it's very, very easy to do. I would definitely go on record to say that they're very easy to work with from, uh, from both sides. So they're, you say they're responsive in terms of how quickly they get back to you and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. And I think the actual yeah. work is pretty quick, too. Ah, well, that's good to know, too. Yeah, no, I have. they have a good reputation. Anybody I know who's had one, um, A, doesn't tend to have problems with it, and, and B, uh, has said, and they certainly with me, when I've had questions when I'm just when I'm just in, you know, doing research on guitars and stuff, they've always been very quick to get back to me, and I'm not a dealer or, or a or an owner, you know, they get back to me very quickly with the, whatever information I want to ask them about their models and that kind of stuff. So that's number five reason for owning a Blue Ridge guitar is the a very good limited lifetime warranty Blue Ridge exclusive and uh, to Blue Ridge guitars by Saga, the, uh, their parent company. So very cool. Well, then I'm just going to point out, uh, when you ask me about 15s and you were asking about Road Series, um, i just like to wrap that up by saying the 15 Series, uh, I think, were very intelligently designed. They have a vintage vibe to them. For a long time, the old 15s, when they came out with the 15 Series, and first of all, Style 15 uh, of the old, old days isn't related to the Style 15 we know today with the old mahogany back and sides. There was a very brief period... And I think 1940, when the O15 came out, it actually was a spruce top guitar. I think Woody Guthrie actually owned one. And it was designed to be the most affordable Martin guitar that Martin could make, a 14-fret little O-size guitar. It was very simply made. And there may have been some 15s, something stamp 15s even earlier that didn't have uh, mahogany even. It may have had some other wood on the back. Um, but anyway, unrelated to the modern 15s, at one time, the modern 15s went through different phases, and then they finally brought them back with the 15 M's, that the M stood for mahogany, and that, that itself was a throwback that they used to do at the factory. You wouldn't see it in the stores, but it would say 18M or 28R, you know, on the internal uh, model names and stuff for Mount Mahogany or Rosewood. So they brought that back and they gave it pre-war looks. So you got, instead of white dots, you got diamond fret, you know, diamond fret markers, which I thought were very cool looking. And you got the old open back tuners that are kind of distressed and sort of pewter looking. And I really love the look of the 15 series. I think it, it looks really cool. And um, the rosette's a, a decal of, of uh, herringbone rather than actually having an inlaid you know, but that's certainly not going to affect the tone at all, though it definitely helps keep them affordable. So I think it's a really cool look. I'm a, a big fan of the 15 series styling. Um, the uh, Road series styling de depends greatly on the specific model. You have uh, Road series guitars that say 12, but the back and sides would be different. And, you know, and, and sometimes the, the uh, cosmetics uh, can look a little different. So, but the, I like the look of the Sapelli. Uh, road series guitars as well 
uh, even though it looks different and, and um, looks more like a 1960s Martin with the big dots and stuff like that than it does the than it does the uh, 1930s Martin look that you get from the 15 series. But otherwise, we're still talking about basically half the price to get a, uh, a road series model compared to a 15, and, and that's a huge selling point. So, so that's my wrap-up for comparing the two together. But speaking of all the uh, arcane little historical things I come up with, Mari still owes us an answer to a trivia question. Ooh, I almost forgot. We asked you, what is the only 15 series guitar made in Mexico? It is the 2023 D15E. The 2023 D15E, new for 2023. If you uh, get to see these online, you will see that you see some really dramatic, gorgeous looking um, wood. You know, in terms of the banding and the color differential and, the, you know, that copper sheen and all that stuff that, um, uh, that Martin likes, you know, looks for when they're buying wood. And that's because, and one of the reasons they're doing this is the top of these guitars is made from plantation mahogany from India. And this is, a, this is new for Martin. They've used plantation mahogany for many, many years, but from plantations in Peru and places like that. So it has all been, uh, you know, what I call genuine South American mahogany that they call genuine mahogany. This is plantation uh, mahogany from India. It is the correct species. And for many years, people have uh, taken um, the species that we call genuine mahogany over to the Philippines and Southeast Asia and South Asia and grown it there. And, and, and of course, these things take decades to grow. So Martin is, uh, this is their first official model using Indian plantation mahogany uh, for the top. So it's got the denseness of genuine mahogany, while the back sides are, are, are made of sapelli, which is a little less dense. So uh, I haven't seen one yet in person, so I can't comment on how it sounds. But I'm very excited for this model. It's, uh, it is the, you know, it's the future. It's the future of, sus of sustainable uh, environmental, uh, you know, interests and, and a very important thing that Martin cares a great deal about. So uh, be sure to check it out. Um, do you have one of these in stock? Are they out yet, Mari? I have to say we do not. I'm looking forward to seeing them myself, and I do not have one here. Well, that'll make a great uh, comparison to uh, compare that to, to uh, other 15s and see and see what we have to think about that. So the other thing is, is it's also an acoustic electric guitar, which you don't get from the normal 15 series. So very cool, and that's a, a fascinating trivia question. And uh, so that's a great way to uh, end the program. Well, I do hope you guys found this enjoyable, and maybe you found some value here in the program. If you have, please consider giving us a review on Apple Podcasts, we might even read your review on the air. When in Romeful writes, another great episode. I thought it might be hard to fill an hour, but if you love something enough, you can speak on it for hours. Thanks. Well, thank you very much, When in Romeful. I'll tell you the truth. Many times, Spoon and I briefly talk about uh, what we're going to discuss on the show. And we come here thinking, is this going to work? Are we going to have enough to say? And then fast forward, we're already at the hour mark before either one of us sees the clock. So I don't know if it's just the subject in general or if we've just been getting lucky with different topics, but you're right. 
When you love something enough, you can never shut up about it, and I think we're both evidence of that. Well, I think that's a very nice, polite way to say we're absolute blabbermouths. <laughs> <laughs> From all of us at Maury's Music, thanks for listening. Hear you later. This has been a presentation of Maury's Music, your trusted source for Martin and Blue Ridge guitars. Find us online at maurysmusic.com. Finally, they stopped talking. <laughs> so, yeah, you should, like, give it, you know, a three-second dead air and then hit it with that, like the end of Abbey Road.